From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. So everyone knows that the OECD is remaking the global tax system, but only some companies have started to do something about it. One of those companies is Rio Tinto, the joint Anglo-Australian firm that's one of the top two or three largest mining companies in the world. Given that it operates on no fewer than six continents, it's not surprising that Rio Tinto is getting an early start preparing for the implementation of the OECD's Pillars 1 and 2. These pillars are, of course, the new rules reallocating the profits of the world's largest multinationals and a global 15% minimum corporate tax, respectively. On today's episode, we're going to be hearing from the man at Rio Tinto in charge of managing the transition to this new reality. Mark Munsell's entire job, along with that of his nearly two dozen person team, is to work on issues related to this OECD project. He spoke to Bloomberg Tax's Hamza Ali about all the new data his company is going to need to collect and about what exactly his team at Rio Tinto looks like. We've um, established a dedicated program team to oversee the implementation. So Look, really um, looking at this as a whole of finance uh, project, so not just um, a particular, I guess, tax compliance um, and implementation. And so when we've looked at it as a whole of finance program, we're also looking at that as an opportunity to do a lot of, uh, I guess, process transformation at the same time. So we've established a, a dedicated project team. So there's about 20 members who are working together across a number of different work streams. So those work streams are systems, processes, policy, modelling and forecasting, um, all working with our IS&T, which is our IT team dedicated to come up with uh, a future uh, compliance process. So lots of different moving parts, but, you know, it's really an opportunity to, um, you know, implement something that also adds a lot of value for our group. Um, and what have been sort of the, the biggest challenges that you guys have faced um, in this project? Have there been sort of any specific elements that have taken up a lot of your time? Yeah, sure. I think there's a few different elements that make this quite challenging. I think the first one is the uncertainty. Um, we're still waiting for a lot of the information to come out from the OECD. So some of the details on the safe harbours, for example, also what needs to be disclosed on the future globe information return that still hasn't been released. So Preparing for some of these uncertainties does make it quite challenging. We've also got the challenge around the uncertainty around when countries will implement. And so we've recently just been advised, you know, the UK are deferring to the 1st of Jan 2024. Um, But it really is wait and see, I guess, each country and how they respond and how they legislate in their particular country. Um, You know, the other certainty is really just, you know, what are the disclosures required in our year-end accounts? So working with our auditors at the moment just to understand what those disclosures look like. Again, that's another uncertainty element for us that we're trying to work through. I think the other challenging part is, as I mentioned before, it is a whole of finance project. So it does require a lot of coordination across the different uh, areas of our business to build a future compliance and reporting process. So we've got to make sure our system architecture has been set up and configured correctly. Um, So lots of different moving parts across this project. 
I think as well, just because it is a new regulation, um, so we're fortunate to have, I guess, a dedicated project team. But resourcing still is quite difficult for two reasons. I think the expertise required in tax policy, advisory, tax effect accounting, accounting standard, standard interpretation, it, some of that knowledge is quite rare. And so we're trying to tap into the expertise uh, from people within our business who have their regular day job. So that, that has been quite challenging for us. Okay. And have you had, like, I guess, um, a different challenge between pillar one and pillar two? Um, has, it been, has one been more tricky than the other to try and figure out what it means for uh, your business? Um, well, I guess given that the, the P1 um, is still under co- public consultation, um, we haven't really dedicated ourselves yet to coming up with, I guess, a, an approach on implementation where it's really a wait and see for Pillar 1. Um, but Pillar 2, because the rules have been released, um, you know, we've been working through, I guess, each of those articles and how we actually, you know, one, um, extract the information, how we're going to comply with it, what does it mean, um, and putting in a solution. So we're, we've progressed really well with Pillar 2. Um, pillar 1 right now is just really wait and see. With the sort of... Both Pillar 1 and Pillar 2, um, how have you guys sort of dealt with trying to get the data and the, and the information from your business to sort of comply with the, 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 the requirements? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, that's, that's an ongoing process for us. Um, you know, we've done a lot of data collection and that was the first, I guess, starting point is, yeah, understanding all the different data fields that will have to tap into um, and then really working back from there. So, you know, from those different data sources, what needs to change to, I guess, extract the information we're going to require in the future. So, again, a lot of coordination across finance, um, also working with our IT teams to come up with, you know, an easy process of extracting that information. Mm. And um, I guess, have you guys, like, had to build any new systems internally to... um, automate collection of this data to sort of I guess make it easier to comply in the future to with, with any of this yeah sure it's a, it's a really good question and I guess one of our principles that we've taken is uh, rather than add another system um, into um, our network to comply how do we use our existing system so we've really taken an approach of using our source systems and getting the data back into um, you know the, the source system to, to use going forward. And so that's what I was referring to as, you know, some of the value add. So um, how do we clean up existing data sources um, to then use for the future compliance process for the OECD? So we're really looking at it as a transformation project as well. I mean, are you, are you guys, do you guys like sort of understand your business slightly better now in, in trying to figure out, you know, things like how much tax you pay in a different jurisdiction? Do you sort of understand which entities are doing what, where and how, like slightly better? Yeah, sure. No, so, so I'd say I, I, I think the different areas within finance really understood, um, you know, their particular jurisdiction really well. Um, but again, it comes back to collaboration. I think more broadly across finance, um, that understanding has been, you know, more widely shared. And so, um, you know, we have had that better collaboration and better improvement across finance as a result. Yeah. Um, is there sort of anything that you would sort of tell um, other companies going through the process or just starting out the process, uh, issues that you guys have come across that you think if you knew at the beginning you would advise them, you should, you should really look at this issue? 
Yeah, so I, I think I look. I mean, the the, the best advice I'd give is start early. Um, don't wait till all the final rules come out. Um, even though is uh, there are some uncertainties, um, you really need to start um, as soon as possible, um, and really start with data collection. Just understand those potential data sources where you're going to collect that data from and then work backwards on developing a solution to actually extract it. So it's understanding your business, um, you know, at a granular level, you really need to do that and understand where the data will come from. Um, look, in terms of any specific areas, I, I, I wouldn't say there's one I'd call out. Um, I think it's really just, yeah, it comes back to really just understanding your business in, in really good detail. Um, collaboration across finance and across the business to, you know, make sure you've got a dedicated project team, you know, with SMEs identified within each business group to, you know, really support the project. Yeah. Um, and are there sort of any areas that I guess um, you guys are waiting to see um, an outcome? You sort of mentioned Pillar 1, but um, are there sort of any areas that you guys hope to see answers to so that you can sort of move your internal project forward yeah sure i think the the details on some of the safe harbors um but also um what, what's going to be required to be disclosed on the globe information return so um you know given that we are building a process around it um and there's got to be a lot of information that flows through uh, all the different countries we operate into in a consolidated return uh we're really keen to see you know what the information that needs to be disclosed on those returns to help build that future process. So I think that probably the two areas right now we're really waiting to see what comes out. That was Mark Munsell, the head of OECD transition efforts at the mining company Rio Tinto, speaking with Bloomberg Tax's Hamza Ali. And that's it for today's Talking Tax. You can find up to the minute news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Jeff Harrington is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is that legal? Why is that legal? Have you ever seen a big trial in the news and wondered, what's really happening there? Have you ever pondered the question, why are lawyers the way that they are? And how much money do they really make anyway? These are the things we live and breathe over at On the Merits, Bloomberg Law's weekly legal news podcast. On the Merits looks into the biggest stories playing out in the legal industry right now, and we feature the finest journalists covering the biggest legal stories from across the Bloomberg Law newsroom. You can hear it wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.